Well, this spring we've been working our way through the epistle of St. Paul to the church in Rome. But today, something different. Today, rather than learning about the meaning of the letter to the people who first received it, we're going to join with them. And we're going to actually pray in the way that they would have prayed, and not necessarily having this spectacular orchestra, but the way, the way that the Apostle Paul indicates they pray, and that is with the Holy Spirit, a, a prayer of peace. And I, I want to just take a few minutes before we begin and invite you to consider how you can participate in that prayer, principally by giving you some motivation. I, I want to answer the why question. Why are we doing this this morning? Why prayer? Why a prayer of peace? And I have four reasons. Let me just walk through these. The first one is this, and it's that our world needs peace right now. The Council on Foreign Relations currently uh, reports that there are 25 global conflicts. None of them are improving, according to their assessment. They're all stable or degrading, 25 around the world. This last week, we celebrated D-Day, and we honored the, those who gave their lives, 10,000 allied uh, troops gave their lives. By the end of the war, up to 85 million people will have been lost. That's 3% of the population of the world as of 1940. And the point is that even though we honor those whom we've lost, we want to say, never again. Let the world never again see such suffering and pain and violence. Those who wrote the musical piece that you're about to hear knew the cost of war, and they themselves yearned for peace. Rafe Vaughn Williams was a stretcher bearer, the composer, in World War I. Walt Whitman was a nurse in the Civil War. John Bright was a member of Parliament in Great Britain and advocated for peace in the face of the rush to the Crimean War. The prophets of ancient Israel who knew the sorrows of invasions that came from the north and Dan and moved down to the south and then carried God's people away into exile. The world today is divided, uh, perhaps as it's never been divided, and uh, even more so, a threat to peace today is an existential threat. The world needs peace, and so we pray. The second reason uh, to pray today, a prayer of peace, is that Number two, the Holy Spirit is praying. This is what St. Paul tells us in the eighth chapter, quote, the Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. This is a mystery, but it is true. The Holy Spirit is praying with us in this place at this very time. The whole of creation has been groaning, Paul writes. We ourselves groan inwardly. When we see the news, it breaks our hearts, and we groan, and we sigh, and our hearts are heavy. All of creation, nature itself, is uh, straining in the travails of suffering. But we're not alone. The apostle says, as we do, the Holy Spirit groans with us. The Holy Spirit intercedes. That word means to come to the aid of or, or to join with to help or to bear a burden along with. The Holy Spirit is praying with us, within us, translating our prayers into prayers that are effectual prayers. And today, he's urging us to join. So, that's the second reason. The third is that prayer is an act of reconciliation. 
The Bible speaks of Jesus as though he were the great high priest. The Bible speaks of us as though we were a priestly people. What does it mean to be a priest or a priestly people? It means to work for reconciliation. That's what priests did. They brought reconciliation, and they did it primarily in worship. That's where it began anyways, in worship, in the temple. And I want to give you a little bit of a mental image for prayer, particularly our prayer today, and that's Yom Kippur. That was the one day of the year when all of Israel would gather around the outside of the temple and the high priest would go inside, all the way in, only on that one day, to the Holy of Holies, to the altar of God, a fearsome place because of the holiness of God's goodness. And while the high priest would enter into the Holy of Holies, all of Israel, the 12 tribes, would gather around the outside praying, worshiping, asking God for peace, peace with God. Peace with one another. Peace from the heaviness of sin and rebellion against God. Peace from the alienation that we experience one neighbor to the next. Peace among warring nations and peace wherever there was injustice. The high priest would pray this prayer on behalf of God's people. He would wear a breastplate with the 12 names of the tribes of Israel on his heart. And he would go in and pray in the name of those who were outside. He'd carry some blood, the blood of a sacrificial lamb, into that altar, praying for peace. And if that sacrificial offering was received by God and peace was granted, then he would survive. And you could imagine the hush of the crowds as they waited and waited and waited to see whether the priest would come out, whether the door would turn on the hinge. And if it did, it meant the sacrifice had been received. Reconciliation had been granted. You all are now at peace for another year. Our music today will begin with the Latin words meaning Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Grant us your peace. It's addressed to Jesus, the Lamb of God. Jesus is not only the great high priest, but he's also a lamb, the sacrifice. See, as we gather here, Jesus in the heavenly places goes into a heavenly sanctuary before God the Father. We stay here praying outside, but he goes into the holy, most sacred of all places. He goes in with his own blood of the sacrifice. He goes in in our name, with our names on his heart, with our burdens, with our heaviness, with our groanings, with our sighs on his heart. He goes, and as we pray in his name, he prays in our name. He's our representative. And it is the Holy Spirit who turns and translates our prayers into his let there be peace, Lamb of God. And, and this is our mission, reconciliation. Here at UPC, we say we, we're joining Jesus in his mission to reconcile all people. So in this hour, we are going to be on mission. We're going not to be learning about prayer. We're going to be doing prayer, which is an act of reconciliation. I want to encourage you to name the names of broken places in your life, of broken places in your family, of broken places in our city, broken places in the world to pray in the name of and on behalf of others who may or may not be praying this morning. 
The fourth and last reason for us to, to pray a prayer piece this morning is that prayer changes things. Prayer changes the world. And, and here, I can't tell you how it is or why it is. There's a mystery here. I'm just so glad to hear someone no less than an apostle, St. Paul himself, say, as he did in what Brandon read for us, we don't know how to pray as we ought. Somehow I feel a little less alone in that. I don't know how to pray as I ought. And yet let's not set prayer aside just because we don't understand it or know how to do it because Jesus prayed and Jesus urges his followers to pray. Stay awake and pray, he says. This kind can come out only through prayer, he says. My house shall be called a house of prayer for, for all the nations, he says. Ask, and it will be given you, he says. Blaise Pascal, the 17th century ma mathematician, said, God has given us the dignity of causality. He was talking about prayer. He's given you the dignity of causality. We're going to exercise that dignity today. Mary, Queen of Scots, said, I fear the prayers of John Knox more than all the assembled armies of Europe. Our world needs peace. The Holy Spirit is praying. Prayer is an act of reconciliation. And prayer changes the world. That's the why. Now it's time for the do. If you're new to prayer or uncomfortable with prayer, that's okay. I would just encourage you just to sit back and relax uh, listen to the words, enjoy the music, lean into it. The Holy Spirit will translate your thoughts and the words of the text into prayers. If on the other hand you'd like to pray actively, I want to encourage you to personalize the prayer. You'll be hearing about war and soldiers and all kinds of natural imagery. Take that into your own life and think about people that need this prayer, nations that need this prayer, personalize it. Ask the Holy Spirit to prompt you and pay attention to those promptings. You may be led to lament, to cry out over injustice, to intercede, to stand in, before God in prayer for somebody else who's struggling right now, to remind yourself and the Father of his great character made known to us in Jesus Christ. Most of all, let's listen to the Spirit. You may choose to journal. If you see somebody on their phone, they're not texting. They're taking notes as the Holy Spirit might be personalizing this experience for them. All right. Are you ready? Let's do it. Remember, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be children of God.